0: uh keep on having internet connections, because we suck. Or I suck. But uh, greetings, friends of the apocalypse, and welcome to lucky episode number 13 of podcast
1: at Ground Zero. Did you the say Z-
2: Podcrash? You said Podcrash, uh, didn't
1: you? Uh, I don't know. It's, hey, it's, hey, Chris <laughs> Gore doesn't have time to, to make a podcast. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> podcast at Ground Zero, uh, uh, the Z-word. We're going to talk about everybody's favorite new apocalypse, uh, zombies. Uh, so... And uh, what I'm going to do for the meantime is I'm going to let uh, Scott start talking here a little bit because I need to do a little back end work here because I didn't get some stuff done. So, um, oh, yes, yeah, because we know how much Scott loves talking. So,
2: <laughs> I will now fill the air with words.
0: No, but uh, if Scott, you can just start us off with uh, maybe a little bit of uh, the zombie apocalypse. Where did it all oh. come from? Where does it all start? Let's maybe uh, maybe talk a little bit about the origins, about how. Uh, you know, zombies originally started back with you know with voodoo tradition and kind of go forward from there. And I'll jump in here in just a second.
2: I would like to go ahead and, and, and do throw some news out. It's uh, not exactly um, it's really kind of olds, but uh, this uh, previous Friday and Saturday was the uh, Zompire Film Festival, ta-da! The Undead Film Festival that specializes in zombie and were and uh, and vampire films. Uh, they do it in Portland every year. The same guys are on the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival. And they, they had a ton of uh, short films and had three uh, big feature films as part of their uh, collection. Um, one was uh, Dead Banging, which was uh, apparently a all-girl, Japanese heavy metal band uh, hit a zombie with their car one night after a particularly unsuccessful gig, Uh, and uh, having a, and after the zombie, you know, eats a a couple of their boyfriends, they decide the thing to do, apparently, is to adopt the zombie and make him the front man for their heavy metal band, which they rechristen Nosebleed. Um, and so they take the zombie to their concerts, it proceeds to bite people, they keep going to different live shows, it keeps biting more people, the zombie apocalypse begins to destroy Japan, and our heroines seem completely unconcerned that the trajectory of their band's career seems to be coinciding with the trajectory of the zombie apocalypse until finally, you know, the entirety of Japan is overrun with zombies. And uh, to use the phrase, fucked up Japanese film, re- regarding this movie, is a little redundant. It was completely off the wall. Um, the the, the, uh, the uh, 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 subtitles were like somebody had taken, like, you know, Google Translate or something, uh, and, you know, translated it from Japanese, like, into Greek, and then from Greek into maybe French, and then from French back into English. The, 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 the translations were astounding and really helped you know sort of sell how weird it was. My, my two favorites were probably uh, We Should Do a Live, which apparently is how they describe <laughs> having a live concert or a live gig. We Should Do a Live. Um, let's see. Um, I'm going to succeed on a band you know, that was a good one. I'm going to succeed in a band. And the best one, uh, the newspaper headline that says, Government government participates in a virus. <laughs> um, so Dead Banging was particularly hilarious. Uh, the other two films were, all, were very low budget, almost called They Will Outlive Us All. Uh, that was set mostly in one single apartment building in a kind of dystopian New, uh, New York City where, like, you know, they only get power intermittently like New York City is now being run like Lagos, Nigeria. You know, water's only on a certain amount of time, uh, electricity is only on a certain amount of time, and it's kind of a zombie apocalypse with cockroaches. The, the most apocalyptic one though was uh, one called The Sound of Nothing. And I'm reading here from the schedule, The Sound of Nothing was very uh, post-apocalyptic in that it mostly centered on sort of what was left of civilization after the zombie apocalypse had come through and was less about you know surviving from hordes of zombies it was more about putting up with the assholes who were left over after the apocalypse um, but it was you know, it was very very micro budget you know acting wasn't great but um, i managed to enjoy it uh... it was pretty good um, if, if, if it's only flaw being you know if it took the director three hours to set up a shot in a street in a small town, you know, in Missouri, where they're filming it, and with zombies and boarded-up buildings and trash in the street, and you know, they spend all this time setting up a shot like that. They showed it to you too much. You know, they're kind of in love with all the work they did to do a shot, and you would look at a shot for ten seconds when you needed to see it for three. So that's the news on the uh, on the uh, Zompire Film Festival. There are a lot of Short films that I won't bore you with the details on those. There are tons and tons of short films, It's are really sort of the, the real pick of the litter for the festival. But that happened, guys. Keep in mind that it'll be happening again next year. So,
0: and that yeah. and, and what you what you said about the translation thing, Scott reminded me once. Uh, I watched a a Monty Python and a Holy Grail uh, documentary, and they were talking about t- translation. Or it was maybe it was about Monty Python, but they used Monty Python as an example about translation to other languages and how things are lost. They took like a scene from the Holy Grail. Translated into like Japanese or Chinese, and then translated it back, and it was what the fuck? It was so like, what are they talking about? It was so like, not any relation to what was originally said. It was, <laughs> it was so, it was so out there. It was hilarious. It just, it reminded me
2: of that. Somebody, somebody, and then the other thing that kills me about it is, it's supposed to be an all-girl heavy metal band, right? But apparently, the Japanese idea of heavy metal. Is like is like a twisted sister and poison somewhere between glam and hair bands <laughs> so you well, know that's a, that's
0: a Japanese not, for you
2: it's not even it's, it's nothing like though you know it is nothing like the American idea it's not that was it the scorpions with America ya yeah. yeah. <laughs> speaking of guys who you know lost something in translation uh, yeah it's it's Dead Banging is is off the fucking wall. It's no Wild Zero. All right, if you're looking for fucked up Japanese zombie apocalypse films, but it's it's up there. Okay,
1: cool. Uh, I, I've got to ask. Uh, thanks have, for letting you know. I was, I've got to ask. Have either of you seen the Japanese zombie film Stacy?
2: Oh, my God.
1: I, t- oh I take God. it you have seen Stacy. Yeah,
2: it. I had. I, I took two attempts to get through it. The first time I was just so <laughs> horrified, I had to stop watching, because it was so unrelentingly, horrifyingly misogynistic, and filled with the hate of all things vagina-y. I mean, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was really tough to watch. Yes, uh, the zombie plague uh, turns. Sixteen-year-old uh, Japanese schoolgirls into zombies, and uh, because but only
1: sixteen-year-old Japanese only
2: schoolgirls, only sixty, only thus leaving the world with only like fat, blousy, you know, dumpy Japanese women, uh, middle-aged women, uh, and the prospect of having to have sex with them has destroyed Japan Japanese society. There's actually scenes of guys committing suicide rather than fuck a 40 year old fat chick. <laughs> don't so, don't go so, so, there. I'm, uh, I'm married to a four-year-old fat uh, chick, asshole. Uh, so, so she's, that,
0: she's you not. She she's not forty, sir. But <laughs>
2: oh <laughs> oh,
0: I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get it for that. She's gonna you're beat you're my up. ass.
2: She's <laughs> gonna beat your ass, dude. All right, get ready to meet Bruce Campbell's right hand, which was a product <laughs> they advertised in Stacey's, which was a chainsaw product for dismembering your sixteen-year-old girls. In
1: in case you started showing symptoms.
2: Yes, and what were the symptoms of turning into a Japanese zombie? Pre-death happiness. Yeah, that's right. If girls begin giggling uncontrollably at all things and acting really, really twee, then they're about to turn into a flesh-eating zombie and you should chop them into 72 pieces.
1: And they had those those garbage men who specialized in collecting zombie remains.
2: Oh, my God. What a horrifying movie. Well, I could...
0: in the movie's defense, you know, if they're saying, you know, that you know, when they start getting giggly and stupid, you know, that you should chop them into pieces, I mean, I, th- I think you should do that. I think we should do that anyway. I don't think we, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think we need to have a zombie apocalypse. To oh, that, we're but. gonna get uh, mail,
2: We're getting mail on this one.
0: Oh, of wow. course. But anyway, all right. Moving on from that, we'll uh, we'll come back to zombie films a little more later. But let's talk uh, briefly. If um,
1: sure, go ahead, William. Oh, uh, about more zombie movies, or just want me oh, to no. introduce myself, or? Uh, yes,
2: well, let's do that. Let's let's introduce let's introduce William. Yes,
1: we
0: uh, yes today, folks. Besides, uh, you know myself and Mr. Scott Glantz, we have our reoccurring uh, co-host here, uh, William T. Thrasher. Hello? Us, if we hadn't already established that, you know, uh, Scott's a Scott. William's a friend of the show, and uh, I've also been on uh, their. Uh, one of his one of his one of his multiple podcasts, the uh D Infinity Live, which is a uh, uh, gaming uh, based uh, podcast.
1: Yep. So weekly, it's a video podcast. Uh, it's every uh, every Thursday at uh, nine p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. We go out live, and it's just it's just kind of a, just a general roundtable of of just whatever whatever topic uh, that we, we plan to discuss. Uh, and, and I believe the top topic this week is actually going to be diseases in game.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Because everybody wants to get drippy dick after they visit the local cat house no matter oh, what game system they're in. A little, a little you you got to watch out
1: for the mummy rot. Out of your
2: oh no, <laughs> Fantasy Vd. Uh. Uh. <laughs> oh. So no. that's so,
0: so that's Mr. Mr. Thrasher here, you know, so he's uh, uh joining us again to join the discussion. So, uh zombies, okay. Well, we know that, you know, zombies have you know been popular at least uh in a subgenre for quite a very long time, and then they kind of uh, boomed out into the not just the mainstream of you know geek slash nerd gaming slash culture, but it, it it launched itself full on into pop culture and regular culture. The zombie phenomenon is huge now, and I think it really uh, you know uh, really started to get like that after I think uh, two thousand three, two thousand four, after Max Brooks's uh, Zombie Survival Guide. That, that's mm-hmm. my perception of it.
2: Just to be a history nerd, I gotta throw out that the first um, zombie film is, of course, White Zombie from
0: 1932 with Bela Lugosi. Uh, and,
2: Bela Lugosi. Um, and one of the reasons that that um, that uh, 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 the term shows up, um, if I'm, I'm, which I don't think I'm gonna be able to pull this off, but the term zombie doesn't turn up until a uh, particular author. And I guess I'm going to have to go on the interwebs and look his name up. Kim uh, brought the phrase to America from Haiti. He wrote a book called *The Magic Island*, which was sort of an, was supposed to be an, ex, sort of an expose on Haiti. And the term "zombie" first arrives uh, in North America when he writes his book. Either it's like either 1930 or you know very close, but. White Zombie was absolutely inspired by his uh, sort of lurid tabloid journalist um, description of of you know the religion of voodoo uh, on the island of Haiti, and
0: that's and that's where it all started. You know when you know people think of zombies, they don't think of necessarily voodoo anymore because it's it's totally changed. Uh, the modern zombie you know uh, genre oh. has completely changed, but it did start off as. A voodoo ritual, a voodoo thing, and you know, with white zombie with the Bela Ghost movies—that's how people knew zombies. King, back of
2: the, King of the Zombies, King of the King Zombies of is another good one uh, from that same era. But no, actually, a zombie
1: was, also appears uh, in the Ghost Breakers with Bob Hope.
2: Yeah, yeah, but uh, but again, until George Romero, zombies don't bite.
0: They don't bite. Not until 1960, no. 1968, when of the 11 Dead* came he. And when that movie came out, that changed. The, that, that's where the zombie uh, came into the modern era. That's where it changed. And, that's when, and he's the one who really started that. Now, me and Scott were discussing offline uh, during the week. Uh, he was saying, he was telling me, he's like, "Well, you know." Uh, and he was, he was right. He was telling me how it's like. Uh, Night of the Living Dead definitely took a lot from Richard Matheson's I Am Legend, even though I Am Legend is about vampires, but the whole basic premise of a disease-spreading and, you know, Last Man on Earth type of situation, we were having a discussion about that, and I did a little research on it, and Mr. Glancy is absolutely 100% right, because right out of George Romero's mouth in an interview, he goes, Yup, I ripped off Richard Matheson completely, and I just changed
2: things around.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
2: <clears throat> Both times, it's a it's sort of a pseudo scientific explanation for a supernatural thing, and what really gets me about the Matheson connection is that um, George Romero's zombies remind me of of vampires from actual European folklore. Uh, vampires in European folklore before before um, Bram Stoker comes along and gives them fangs and makes them you know dress like a head waiter, uh, you know, and be all styly and shit. Before then, vampires are just corpses that that rip out your throat and drink your blood, you know. And boy, that's you know they're smelly, they're kind of rotted, they're gross, uh, they're monsters, they're animals. And certainly those were, those are George Romero's ghouls. I guess he calls them in the first movie. Yeah, they call them yeah, ghouls.
0: They don't call they don't call them zombies. And you and you'll see through most zombie films, zombies, stuff that they don't ever it's always it's kind of an unwritten thing. People never really call them zombies. They never call They're undead. They're walkers. They're this. They're
1: that. They're... Fighters, yeah. Which is, is something that I find very, very frustrating with a lot of modern anything with zombies is that they all seem to take place in a parallel universe where zombie movies don't exist because (laughs) because, frankly, (laughs) if if a bunch of dead things are walking down the street trying to eat people, we would all call them zombies except for that one jackass who does want to get into a semantic argument about whether or not they're actually zombies based on some arbitrary criteria.
2: Yeah, we'd be call- sadly, Jared. They'd be calling the rage zombies from Twenty Eight Days Later zombies, and we will not have time to discuss whether they're actually the undead or not. We're just going to have to put them down.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, because like, and then you know, in Shaun of the Dead, you know, uh, you know, Simon Pegg alludes to that when they when uh, Ed goes, and i will going to qu- I quoted this in the uh, this week's uh, episode post was, "Are there zombies out there? Don't say that." What? That what that the Z word don't say it why not because it's ridiculous you know <laughs> <laughs> all right well are there any of them out there though so you know, they they acknowledged how they don't you know call them zombies so it's 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 a weird thing how I mean I could see maybe
2: how did that trope get started I I, I really that actually really confused me because
1: I think I think I know why and I, I see this a lot of a lot of places there are certain people who are certain creators who are kind of embarrassed by the legacy of a particular genre that's why it's very popular to call them survival horror movies and not zombie movies cuz somehow they they think that that shields them from the handful of cheesy movies that drag down the whole genre but it doesn't you just create a whole new subset of of pretentious cheesy movies that aren't that good <laughs> I, I have no shame calling you know i i don't i don't call uh uh uh, the Walking Dead, which actually my girlfriend is downstairs right now getting caught up because new episodes just got posted uh, to, to a legitimate streaming service, before anyone asks. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I don't call it a survival horror show. I call it a zombie show because it's about people dealing with zombies.
2: Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it, it certainly is, it, when, as far as our apocalypses go, it's, uh, it is certainly zombie apocalypse. But let's back up and actually connect zombies to apocalypses.
0: Yeah, um, so... And like I, said, uh, like I said, they don't they don't call them zombies, especially in the early days with Romero's films, uh, you know, The Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Before it became so mainstream, uh, you know, they didn't call them zombies, you know, because it, it hadn't really, I think, it hadn't permeated the culture yet. So now everybody goes, oh, walking corpse zombie, you know, that's how we are now. And I think Williams is, is right how some people are embarrassed by that. They don't want to drag it down. But it also it became some kind of weird unwritten rule that, Okay, you know we don't call them zombies, you know, because they're are not zombies. But some people are breaking through that wall and, and starting to do that now.
2: Which but. which reminds me of something. I have to bring up a film called *Revenant*. Um, it's not really a zombie apocalypse film. It's a it's a zombie outbreak film, but it's this great film where a guy, the main character, fights his way out of his grave after having been buried, you know, having been killed in the Iran in the Iraq war, and um, you know fights his way into a bathroom and has to cut the strings that are holding his lips together because he's been embalmed and everything, and finds his way to his buddy's house, and the guy's like, oh, you're back from the dead, you're a zombie, and he's like, uh, oh, no, I'm not, I swear I can talk, see, I'm not a zombie, oh, okay, and you know, that's fine, the sun comes up, the guy falls over, just clunk, won't move, why will he, as soon as the sun's up, he falls over, uh, he starts to rot, but they find out if he drinks blood, he, human blood, he won't rot. Um, Any time the sun comes up, he just falls over. They press crosses to him. They put him in the sunlight. He doesn't burst into flames. He's got the characteristics of a zombie and the characteristics of a vampire, but he's not fitting into the Hollywood definitions. He's much closer to the old European ideas of an angry co- corpse ghost, a revenant. And I, I
1: I, I like the way you describe them, like testing different yes. like, remedies and wards on them. Th- that's something that that I that you don't often see is when they when when they people try to figure out exactly what the lore or laws or science or whatnot governing the monster actually is. I think that's really
2: cool. Cap- Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter, is an old uh, is an old um, uh, Hammer film, and there yeah. is a part where they go. Well, we don't know what kind of vampire it is, so they drive a stake through its heart. Nope, doesn't work. They try hanging it. They immerse it in water. They keep trying all these different things. And they go through all the folklore uh, until they finally get on the right one. And it's just hilarious that they acknowledge that there's there's as many breeds of vampire as there are, you know, bullshit explanations or bullshit stories. They're all true.
0: Now, so where did the zombie apocalypse start? Again, I think it started with 1968 with the Romero film. Now, it wasn't a predominant thing, it wasn't in everybody's mind, but that was the first iteration of it, because it was things go- getting broken down, things starting to get out of control. You know, Cer- you know, certainly, it,
2: though, Vincent Price's last man on Earth, which is earlier than that, which is based can- on the math, certainly looks a lot like a zombie apocalypse in retrospect, but yes. Romero flat out brings it as zombies. 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 Zombies although I'll, although
1: I'll say that that's not really out, outright an apocalypse because the 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 only people who really die at least that we see are the people in in the cabin and there's there's some sense afterwards that the world has learned how to deal with with the zombies to some extent
2: it, you're, right, you're right it's not a guaranteed apocalypse you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of uh, the ending of the mist where maybe the world has is getting its act together but it doesn't matter because our heroes are fucked. The yeah. people you followed, their story did not end well.
0: Yeah, and uh, I was just recently watching the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead over the weekend. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wh- yeah. Which, I'll, I mean, I'm probably going to get slammed for this, but I think I like that more than the original 1968 version. Uh, but but again, it was done lovingly. You know, Savini did it, Romero was involved, a lot of the original people were involved. So it wasn't taken very far you know, off the beaten tr- track, and uh, it did go a little bit farther than you know what happened in the house. You know what was starting to happen in the outside world a little bit. You know how they were organized, but things were still kind of shitty. And some of those things that were included in in that were actually supposed to were originally going to be in the original film. Like you know when when they show them hanging from the trees
2: mm-hmm. and they
0: were shooting them, they were originally going to include that in the, in the first film, but they were like uh, lynching 1968. Uh, they did not think it was a good idea to, to yeah. add that into it. But that was originally supposed to be in the film.
2: Yeah, I, I did not know that, um, and I agree that Savini did a fine job with the the, the second, you know, with the remake. There's there's absolutely not a damn thing wrong with it. Uh, Patricia Tallman, mwah, that's always a good thing. Uh, Tony Todd did a great. It, it was it was a Tony Todd. Yes, Tony Todd did a you know fine job as uh, uh, filling in on that one. There's it, it's pretty good, um, and the changes that they made to keep the audience guessing, very even good. Be- even better, even better.
0: Now. Uh, that being said, now next we brought next is now we see more more of the apocalypse is really more probably Dawn of the Dead when that came yep. out in seven seventy eight. because things are really it's still it I think it maybe takes place a little bit into it like kind of like it really he really did kind of right where it took off from the uh, 1968 film, and things are really breaking down. And it's going down. You know, they're everywhere. You know, uh, things are, are going to shit. You know, people are, you know, starting to go off on that, their own.
2: That scene where the, the helicopter takes off and you start seeing the lights go off in the buildings floor yep. by floor. Yeah. That is like, oh, wow, just roll the curtain down on civilization. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was one of the most chilling things to me, which just seeing the lights going off in the buildings. Like, oh.
0: All, also, I like to, we're going to get
1: to the island. What island?
2: Well, any island. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's, then some, that's assuming that these aren't the kinds of zombies that can swim or walk along the bottom of the water.
0: Well, they, again, be, again, back then it had. I don't think the genre had been fully fledged as of yet. I mean, this is still things were still starting to come together with all this, you know. But there's a lot of good stuff in that movie. You really see the breakdown. But there was other things. And about certainly,
2: that, I think he learned. I think he took some lessons from uh, the crazies.
0: Yeah, the crazies. Yeah,
2: some some of the lessons he took from making the crazies uh, earlier. I guess that's what 72, 73, something like
0: that. Uh, um, I want to say, yeah, 73, I think, yeah. 74 maybe.
2: Uh, it's but it's before that whole you know the government responds, things are breaking down, it's not the 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 the, 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 the plan is not working, you know, um, uh, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, he certainly took some lessons for that, I think, and applied them to the 78. Uh, film. Uh, yeah, Absolutely, film.
0: and now of course other people started doing things back then because you mean you have like the Italian films, you know, doing zombies after after that. Uh, but know, it's after uh, dawn. Oh, uh,
2: the Italian the Italian zombie films are all after dawn of the Dead.
0: Oh, are they? Okay, they're after dawn. I don't know
2: of a I don't know of a single Italian zombie film whether it's you know Fulci or any of those guys. I don't remember anything coming before uh, Dawn of the dawn. Dead.
0: Okay, what about uh, my first some of my earliest memories of zombies? come from one, uh, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Oh, yeah. When did when did that come out? Was that like 78, 79 um, maybe?
2: Well, fortunately, again, if only we had some sort of electronic device where we can look at it. I those. know.
1: It's, you know, I, hey. You
2: know. <laughs> I, I, I'll take a moment. I'll see if uh, I can find It came out in huh?
1: 1973. Wow. What? Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things was 73? Yep. Well, okay. oh, one source I'm finding says 73, and others saying 72. So it's, it's entirely possible that it was completed in 72, but might not have found distribution until 73.
2: All right, so we okay, have well, well,
1: that'll explain it then, because well, we had
2: biting... I
0: didn't see it. I saw it was... Go ahead.
2: No, we have some lag here. Uh, I was just going to say it's Biting Zombies. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a film that actually has Well, I saw it...
0: Uh... Well, I saw it on actually. Well, I didn't see it. I tried not to see it. I, I, like I said it must have been seventy-seven, seventy-eight when I saw it. It was on TV. I was at my cousin's house, and they were they go they were playing in every room, trying to scare me because I was like you know eight years old. That movie freaked me out, you know. So that was my first exposure to zombies was seeing that. And then also I remember it must have been uh, it must have been about seventy-seven, seventy-eight around Christmas time. I was watching a TV show. Some local television, and they were talking about monsters, and they were talking about zombies. Zombies rise from the grave. There was like, and they had these crappy illustrations. So that was my first exposure to that. Was that because I didn't see like Dawn of the Dead until like '83, maybe '84. So I didn't see it. You know, I wasn't exposed to it proper. But that's about by then, when I.
2: That's about when I saw film, it
0: too. Yeah. So more films have been done, uh, and then by the time. Day of the Dead came out in 1985, which I saw, which you know, I would have been 16 at the time. I saw that in the theaters. It was full on by then. You know, I was obsessed with with, with the subject matter, but things that start you know, more and more, started to come out. You know, but again, it still hadn't really. Uh, you know, dominated. You know, it well, was it was there it was definitely a subgenre. It was totally a subgenre at that point. Still,
2: maybe. I think we can I think we can leave aside films like uh, Return of the Living Dead because technically those films I guess weren't zombie apocalypses. Um, well, Return of the Living uh, Dead does end with an
1: apocalyptic <laughs> event, but it's because spoiler alert, skip ahead one minute, uh, because the <laughs> army drops an atomic bomb on the city of Louisville. Yes. To wipe out
2: the zombies. We have a yeah. plan for this. It sounds, like they, it sounds like they've been expecting the call. I think they have a plan. Yes, yes, they oh. do. <laughs> well, I, well, I
0: skipped over Return of the Living Dead because we were talking about more of the Romero-style traditional zombies. Now, uh, Russo did that in 1984, who also worked on the original 1968 film, did that film and again it was a bit of a he tipped his hat to Romero with that but he changed what it is you know totally changed the style of zombies you can't stop them they eat brains Played, com- created a completely and, different subgenre
2: and it's a movie it's a zombie movie that exists in a world where there are zombie movies yet
1: yes. they talk
2: about return
1: of the living dead and you know like i thought you said if we if we destroy the head it would die well it worked in the movie you mean the movie lied? Dude, but that um, was
2: the best line ever. Is, you, know, you mean the movie lied? Cuz anyone who goes up against some sort of mythological supernatural creature using knowledge that they got from a movie is going to be monster poop. That's oh, yeah. that's
0: <laughs> And that, and that is also the first uh, the first time I think we see where Zombies Eat Brains was, I think, was originally in that film. And again, I love that film to death. 1985, I saw it, the Midnight Movie, AMC, Midnight Movie Express. Love that movie, all the punk rock, all the music. I was totally again. As Scott always says, was a punk, yeah. punk rocker back then." Loved that freaking movie <laughs> to death. I watch it all. I I can't. I love it. I can't talk enough about it. But
1: it, it really. I think it actually is my favorite zombie movie. Uh, I I I watch it several times a year. I love going back to it. I love learning about it. I was lucky enough at uh, Scarefest uh, 2012 last year. They did a screening of it in the uh, historical nice. Kentucky. Theater. It is so awesome to see that movie uh, in a theater. Hey, and the movie takes place in Kentucky, and seeing that with a Kentucky crowd is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> also here to learn something about that movie.
0: Um. Okay, you remember? Um. um oh my God, what's um? Clue Clu Gallagher. No, not Clue. Uh, who played um the boyfriend? That was uh the character oh. name. That was...
2: Look, um, okay, I know you're talking about. The, guy the boyfriend
0: here. with the red baseball jacket. What, the, what was yeah. the character's name? That was... Um, again, only if he had this magical box that could tell us this information. But right. anyway... Um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, the... Um, the boyfriend and the red jacket he had on uh, in the back had, like, written in the back like you'd have the baseball team. It said, you know, it said, fuck you on the back. Oh, yeah. Now, they they did... they. I think they were gonna film it, but they didn't. Or, or they 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 were started. They filmed part of this because they wanted a plan for TV airing back then when they made this film. So they made an alternative jacket for him, and they filmed the scenes. Uh, but uh, they filmed the scenes for this, and the back of his jacket said "television version."
1: Actually, that that is confirmed. They talk about that on the audio commentary on the DVD. Freddy. They did film that. Freddie. The character's
2: you. name was Freddie. Yeah.
1: And and the movie the movie is actually filled with stuff like that. Like in the uh, the medical warehouse where everything begins, uh-huh. so, you know, there's all these great medical props lying around. And one of the medical props is an eye testing chart where you know you have the progressively yep. smaller letters. Well, the guy who owns the warehouse is this guy called Bert that keep referring to. If you actually read the letters, they say Bert is a slave driver. Yep,
0: Bert is a slave driver, and it goes farther than that. So yeah. Like, oh, I yeah, it, it, it goes on and on it's uh oh yeah, there's all kinds of references. Now there's all kinds of talk about how the mortician was a was a Nazi.
2: Oh yeah, he's uh, got a picture of Hitler. He's yeah. listening to, he's listening to like the horror. He's listening and, to yeah.
1: Wagner. He's got, he's got the German service pistol. Yeah, yeah he's got a P38. Uh, he's, He's always talking about putting like he he knows how to well he runs a crematorium, but he knows way too much about putting people into ovens. Yeah. There's yeah, so much subtext in that film. I think that's oh, one of the yeah. I love it.
0: Oh, and he talks in German, like when he when he says something about with the rain, he's like knock something. He says something in German. Oh yes, you know? he
2: does. Yes. Uh, and uh, and Don Kalfa, who plays that part, does a fucking great job. Oh, fantastic. He's a, he's a uh, actually big, be great actor from Forever, and he he puts in an A plus performance. Actually, I was I was
1: lucky enough to meet him again at at Scarefest uh, twenty twelve last year. Uh, autographed a photo. Uh, from uh, from the set of that movie. He's he's a really awesome guy. Uh, I bet him. Actually, I bet Elaine Quigley too.
2: Ah, all right. Know, Quigley? She's she's real friendly. All right. Uh, I guess we've lost Clue Gallagher. I mean, Clue's gonna have been gone now. He was. He was in films with freaking Lee Marvin, like The Killers, and he was in you know eight million fucking westerns back in the day. So, him and the guy who played Frank, I would be really shocked to hear that they're still uh, around. Uh, that would have been um, who played Frank? Uh, James Karen. You know, He's, he might still around,
0: but uh, or some some of them are. But Return of the Living Dead, that's when we first see the uh, an alternate version of the zombie of the mo- of the modern zombie.
2: Wow, so. you're, you're right. James Karen is not gone. Yeah, James Cameron is still above dirt, so good for James.
0: So, all right, so the zombies, and there was some limited stories written about the stuff. Things didn't really start to really pick up, I don't think, with the whole zombie apocalypse until uh, now. Mind you, uh, you know there's still films made. You know, you had you know the Dawn of the Dead, you know, or Day of the Dead. You know, they had the 1990 version, and then uh, okay, and
2: I and I just got to throw this in: fucking Clue Gallagher's not dead either. Like, yeah. IMDD does not list a, a a death date so I'm pleased to see that the vast majority of the cast is still sucking stu- sucking wind that's great
1: oh, but as long as we' as long as we're listing up movies in the run-up to the, the modern zombie apocalypse craze uh, let's not forget redneck zombies which was the first trauma film shot entirely on video
2: oh, holy nice. crap oh yeah. geez that's okay that is obscure but I watched a ton of tr- a ton of chroma back in my college years.
1: There's some amazing gore effects in that movie.
2: Yeah. All right, all right, redneck zombies. It is. Now, William, William. Yeah. Have
1: you seen? Uh, since you're a huge fan of
0: uh, *Return of the Living Dead*, like I am, do you have you seen the uh, the definitive documentary *More Brains: A Return to the Living Dead*? No, no, I haven't. Oh my God, watch it. If you're a biggest fan of it, I own it. It's re- it's a really very good documentary. Very thorough. Talks a lot. It's 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 awesome. Track it down. Nice. Uh, More brains. Return to the Living. De- uh, Return to Living Dead. Great. It came out like two years ago. I think it came out. Very very good documentary on the on the on the film and all the films. So. Uh, so. Uh, movies, you know, there wasn't much in the way of books. It was in, it was, and a lot of it was in role-playing games because in the early 1990, it was it 1999 that Eden Studios came out with All Flesh Must Be Eaten. One of my
1: all-time I, I gotta, favorite I gotta throw, role-playing games.
2: i gotta, I got to throw this out. 1989, this book called The Book of the Dead. Um, I picked this up in college. There was a Book of the Dead too. I have no idea what happened to my copy, but this thing has uh, stories by um, Ramsey Campbell. Uh, Stephen King uh, or a couple la- Les Daniels is another name I recognize Joe Lansdale uh, uh, Robert McCarran uh, a couple of other you know high-end uh, uh, you know horror writers these were all stories set during the me. zombie apocalypse yes it's absolutely that. flat out a zombie apocalypse the same guys came out with this thing called uh, under the Fang which was essentially a uh, again, edited by Robert McCarran, which was a bunch of short stories all set in a world where the vampires have taken over. Uh, but um, Book of the Dead One and Book of the Dead Two are are were really excellent. Uh, you still may be able to track those down on Amazon.
0: Yeah, I, forget, I forgot but they about
2: were that. all all zombie apocalypse stories, not just zombie outbreaks or zombie incidents, but are absolutely set in the world of a zombie apocalypse.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's some of the earlier books that were out there related to that. So. Um and then again, like I said, uh nineteen ninety nine uh, d- d- uh all flesh must be eaten. Like William said, one of my favorite games. I love the unisystem. It's a simple oh, game yeah. system. Now they are they were ahead of the curve with the whole zombie apocalypse thing. Making oh, absolutely a whole, whole role playing game dedicated to the zombie apocalypse. Nobody had done that yet. You know. Now there's you can't you can't swing a cat without hitting a zombie board game, zombie role playing game, computer game, iPad game. I mean it's Everywhere, but they—they they were the, like one of the first ones to have a dedicated uh, game bait, uh, related to it. I think you know, except well, it's thing- interesting that there
2: is kind of a there is kind of a hole though between the late '80s, um, that I, as far as I can tell, and uh, the early '90s. The, the late '80s and the late '90s for zombie material. Yeah, it, it seems to sink off. I mean, uh, Land of the Dead, uh, Documented Dead, all those Romero dead films don't turn up until. The 2000s?
1: Early 2000s. Um, although, although, let's not forget, though, 1992, Dead Alive. That's true.
2: All right, yep, yep. Yeah, and dead. certainly... Cemetery I'm Man? C- Cemetery Man? Well, I don't know what the year on Cemetery Man is, but I'm I, sure... I think that's 94. Yeah.
0: Cemetery Man in the 90s. That's, that was Zombies. Undead. I love, Cemetery, I love c- You're right.
2: Cemetery Man is 1994... Um I I stand corrected. Uh Dead, know, Alive,
0: love Dead Alive is ninety
2: Man. Dead Alive is ninety two. So but it's interesting that that's an Italian film and a New Zealand film, which you know sort of tells me that uh while it may have slid off of the American audiences, the Japanese are doing zombie films uh yeah. during the nineties. Um, you know, I, uh, I I I know that you know Wild Zero is one of them. But yeah, so, yeah, that, so, that was yeah. ninety nine but there's also, there's a lot of Japanese uh, zombie films, and one of which I would want to point out, I, I, I'm, I'm going to fail on the name completely, but I remember a, a zombie film where the zombie apocalypse starts right in the middle of some Yakuza hitmen taking this guy out to the woods to kill him. In this area, they've been dumping body, bodies for decades.
1: It's a Tokyo and then, zombie?
2: And then suddenly all the zombies rise from the grave and start chasing down the men who killed them. The men who'd taken them out in the oh. woods and murdered them.
1: That's a different movie. The, yeah, uh, that, have you, that... yeah. Have you guys seen Tokyo Zombie? No. No. It's uh, it's another Japanese zombie movie. What's really interesting is it's kind of in in two parts, and the first part is the run up to the zombie apocalypse, and it's about these two like warehouse workers in Japan who are really big fans of like wrestling and tournament martial arts, and there's like this landfill. And just when it, when someone just wants to do something, they just dump it in the landfill, and it makes this weird chemical concoction, but the Yakuza's been dumping bodies there. Okay. and a warehouse accident kills one of their co-workers and they're told by their manager we can't have a scandal at our company dispose of the body, so they dump the body and that's like what tips the balance, and so all the chemicals in the landfill make all the dead rise from the landfill and that ch- triggers the zombie apocalypse. But and so, uh, and so but then the film like jumps forward like 10 years into the future, and after the apocalypse and after a new civilization has arisen that de- that can deal with the zombies, and then from that point on, the movie is all about one of those warehouse guys, how he fits in to the new civilization that's come to dominate the earth. Nice, It's, wow. it's really fascinating, and, and it's a comedy. Hmm, very cool. So,
0: so as we've seen, we uh, we got you know the rest of the world, you know, in the '90s, still talking about zombies, uh, not so much in America started coming back you know in the early 2000's I said the the all flesh must be eaten came out ahead of the curve and then again I think we fast forward to 2003 when Max Brooks' Zombie Survival Guide came out now that came out that changed I think that changed the playing field because that's when people really started to ramp things up but also Eden Studios put out three volumes of zombie stories um three three collections of zombie books for stories um, so the book so, of all flesh, the book of more flesh, and the, the book, book of final of final flesh. flesh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, by the time I got to the third one, I couldn't finish it because the stories were just getting so uh, I, I couldn't read them anymore.
2: Formulaic.
0: Yeah, they they just weren't good. But also, you know what? I used to read a lot of actually because um, you know I'm a hipster and I was into the zombie thing before. You know it was cool. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a website that's still going on to this day: homepage of the dead dedicated to the Romero uh, zombie films they had a they have a, they have a forum and they had a fiction forum section and I was back in 2000 2001 a lot of people posted a lot of fiction up there uh, self-written fiction you know like 13 14, you know 13 years ago before before uh, society vomited out so many stories and movies a lot of the stuff I read on that forums were pretty good stories and a lot of them were pretty bad too. Now, I, now, one of the things I always remember from one of those stories was um, one of the lines somebody used in one of the stories was, uh, uh, what was the quote? Was like, you never see the zombie that bite you, was, <laughs> was uh, something that I read in one of those stories, which I thought was pretty cool.
2: Where did, so, where did you read that Romero material where Romero wrote some opening chapters for kind of a novel? It he, was he, like, the, the yeah. day death died.
0: Uh, the, de- you know, uh, the the Death of Death is what it was called. Yeah. Uh, two chapters came out, and he had a website where he actually posted you could pay for a PDF of it. And he only put out two chapters of it, and it was like a restarting of the whole zombie uh, apocalypse thing. And I think eventually that uh, – I, ca- I can't remember all the details now, but that uh, – I think Diary of the Dead eventually became that loosely – and um, the original, those two, two original chapters are pretty good. I wish he would have written more. Uh, but this is all before he completely freaking lost it, because he's, in he sh- uh, my opinion, he should not be allowed to make zombie films anymore.
2: He's done. <laughs> not after, not after um, let's see, Document of the Dead was pretty bad. Well,
0: you know, Land of the Dead was not good. Diary wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was a, it was a, he was trying to reboot things. But then the one that came out after that one, what was that one? Um,
2: oh yeah.
0: Oh the one uh, set on, on the island. And oh it was my, Oh awful. my god. Um uh, the the, the uh,
2: you know what? You know I, I'm not remembering but I'm probably I'm, I'm clearly blocking it out so I never it have was, to um, Again he's going to IMDB or hands yeah. on a-
0: the afternoon of the living dead or something like that. I can't. Yeah.
2: Remember. Midsummer's Eve of the Dead or you know.
0: <laughs> it was awful. It was so bad. I, it, I but anyway. So that after 2003 when Brooks came out with his book, I think that's what launched everything. Survival. Now we're at a point
2: Survival Survival
0: of the Dead. Thank you. Now we're at a point where there's a ton of uh, survive there's a ton of Role-playing games based on it. There's movies, so many movies. There's so much, like William said, cheese out there. There's so much of it out there that so much of it's terrible. There's stories and there's books and there's too much to choose from. And it's it it's really it
2: doesn't help that Romero failed to copyright *Night of the Living Dead*.
0: Yeah, so there's there, no there,
2: copyright on the original film, so it's been remade a couple of terrible times.
0: Terrible times, and there's so many people still doing stuff, and there's so much out there, and some of it, it just is not good, because people just cranking out because it's popular, you know. Not to say that I've ever done any zombie stuff myself, but... Mm.
1: Um, well, there actually, there is one other thing you guys are overlooking. In 2002, we got uh, 28 Days Later. And that's was, kind of where the, this isn't a zombie movie, this is survival horror, began. Yes, yes.
0: Well, <laughs> I am, I am gonna fi- I, I'm, I'm going to fight you on that, Will, because I agree with that, because it is not a zombie film. And that's, yes, that's where...
2: But they uh, stole all the zombie tropes. They stole the tropes. Yes, they they stole the
0: zombie tropes. And you're right, 2002 is where the modern, modern zombie really changed. Because, again, my basic definition of a zombie is a person who has died, clinically dead, and returned to life. And 28 days later, they're not dead. So therefore, they're not zombies. They have a lot of zombie traits and aspects, but they're not dead so they're not
1: zombies. They're, they're so the, the zombies infected. and redneck zombies aren't zombies because a toxic chemical has burned out the neurons in their head.
2: Yeah. If you shoot them in the chest, right in their cardiopulmonary system, and they fall over dead, that wasn't a zombie.
0: That's not a zombie. They, well, they, you know what? This is my definition. you yeah. got to be dead. And a lot of people agree with me. Now, so that came out, you know, the 28 Days Later, totally set a whole new genre out there. Now, as much as Jack, I don't...
2: So as much as I don't. Sorry, you first. No, no, go ahead. And then how much longer is it before Zack Schneider spits out the Dawn of the Dead remake which steals from 28 Days Later certain tropes and plugs them back into the zombie apocalypse.
0: And he changes it. Now, I going to Now that's going to circle me back to talk about something Brook Max Brook Max Brooks wrote. Again, as much as I don't like the guy because, you know, he did what I wanted to do before I did it. So I hate him. For, hate hate him. him for it. And And um, Zombie Survival Guide is is because again a lot of um, is somebody's own personal uh, you know perspective on things. So, and uh, I won't get into how much I don't like World War Z, but um, he did write this short piece back in uh, March of 2004 called "Lifestyles of the Undead," where he does a little classification of of zombies. It was called "Lifestyles of the Undead." He talks about several types of zombies. There's the orthodox zombie. Okay, the orthodox zombie is the classic Trilogy Night of Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead type zombie. Okay? Slow. Then take,
2: take one in the head. Falls over. Eats back.
0: Ar- that's your orthodox. Then there's the reform zombies. Okay, Re- reform zombies are... Uh, uh, brains just not flesh are the goal. While destruct- destroying their brains uh, is no longer fatal. They have human speech. So the reform zombies are the Return of the Living Dead style zombies.
2: Dan Dan O'Bannon's zombie.
0: Dan O'Bannon's zombie. Then you have conservative zombies, okay, which are um, the Ghouls Inhabiting uh, that is remade. May argue the Dawn of the Dead remake are conservative zombies, okay, because it's got you know the speed of the uh, you know the speed. An action of the reform zombies, but the, it's got all the downfalls of the orthodox zombie. So he does those, you know, and you know they also took a lot from 28 Days Later, the whole modern thing. So those are your, those are your conservative zombies. So he made a little classifications to kind of define the different types of zombies we have now. You know, if people like Romero, if they like kind of the orthodox. If you like the you know the fast zombies, that's your new reform zombies. Or if you just like you know I you know the brain zombies, that's more of the um the um that's uh, that's reform. The, you know, the servitor zombies are the, are the more the news. I
2: would so. I would uh, I would point out that the type of zombie you get, whether you get a running zombie or a slow zombie, depends a lot on um, whatever hidden political message is hiding in your zombie film. Um, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, the slow zombies are there to show that people are shitty and won't work together, and the house can be on fire, and they'd rather have an argument about you know what color the drapes should have been while the house burns down around them. Yep. You know. Um, it's the, it's sort of the floodwaters are rising, and they can't work together to stack up the levee, which they could do if they could stop bickering for five seconds and do their fucking jobs. No relationship to any current events that we could possibly be talking about. Oh, no,
0: no, nothing at all, nothing at all. No. No.
2: Um, meanwhile, uh, the fast zombie is the tsunami zombie, which is, uh, you know... No matter how well the nanny state is working, and no matter how people cooperate and work together, uh, that that sprinting zombie is like a tsunami coming. You know, uh, no amount of organization is going to fix the giant tidal wave that's about to roll over you, and it's going to be here in minutes. You know, you have you have minutes to prepare for the arrival, not hours or days or a, any kind of a slow burn. Um, uh, that's that, that that zombie is a sort of the fast zombies to me almost. How do I put it? Um, almost ex- give give, give uh, uh, human civilization an excuse for falling in the face of the zombie onslaught because holy fuck, trying to get a headshot on something running and jigging and jugging like it's a like it's a a, a marathon runner that sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. Well,
1: well that actually t- touches on something that uh, they. they it's often discussed on uh, the uh, uh, the Flophouse podcast, and that's that. There's a real trend in in horror movies now to just reduce any monster to a fast zombie. For instance, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters—they're just the witches are just fast zombies. Um, mm. a- Abraham Lincoln uh, Vampire Hunter—a lot of those vampires just fast zombies. Huh. Just, just make it ugly and just make it ugly and eat people and run and then we're done that's your monster <laughs> that that that's, that's a good that's a good point you know
2: I had no, uh, not noticed that yet yeah so
0: you know, you, you, know, you mentioned i said uh the fast zombies like the dawn of the dead remake I was I went into that dubious wanting to hate it because how mm-hmm. how dare they how dare they try to remake that classic film? <laughs> The film only had uh, similarity in name, and it was in a mall. That's it, you know. And it, it, and I think if you took away the name, that movie stands strong on its own as a zombie film. I love that film. I think it's a fantastic film.
2: Yeah, I agree completely. And again, it sucked all of the fun out of the zombie apocalypse. Oh, I mean, it
0: wasn't fun. It, it, you
2: there, know, there, there's
0: no there's no surviving that. It's like, what the fuck, you know?
2: Uh, when I did, when I watched Dawn of the Dead for the first time in, like, 83 or 84, you know, my... I, I could survive that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be fine. This is going to be great, you know? Um, everything's free, uh, you know? Uh, you just shoot everything in the head. It's going to be great. No big deal. Survive the zombie apocalypse. Be the king of the new world. It's going to be awesome. You know, I, I was convinced the zombie apocalypse would be awesome, but seeing those running zombies, yeah, that just... that's It stopped being fun. Yeah. And, now, it, it, and it started being scary again, where one single zombie was a threat. Yeah. A, now, oh, now, a lot. No.
0: Of, now a lot of people don't like these new fast-moving zombies because they say, "Oh, it's you know, it breaks tradition. Only Romero zombies, or blah blah blah." Now you you have those arguments between you know the Romero camp and the fast camp. Now I could see, and I could I could uh, I prefer the slow zombies myself, but the ones from the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I could justify those as well because here's the thing. Just because you die and you come back to life, why do you have to move slow? What is causing them to move slow? Rigor mortis? Okay, once the rigor mortis breaks through, there's nothing slowing you down.
2: Yeah, it only only sticks around for a few hours.
0: Yeah, so why couldn't they move fast? Now, people are like, oh, they run like a marathon runner, they're super fast. No, they're not running any faster than the human body allows him to go except now remove pain receptors that normally stop us from running too fast they don't have those inhibitors anymore that's why they could run faster than you because they don't feel any pain and
2: they, mind you, this out, and, and they never run out of breath
0: and they never they run they out never of never. breaths so that's why they're faster you know than you and now mind you I think uh, I could see zombies being like that initially. Now, eventually, I think they'll slow down because, number one, they are tearing themselves apart by moving so fast.
2: Yeah, once they've blown out the meniscus in their knee and it's just bone grinding against each other, they're just not going to be able to, the, 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 the internal structures will break down, which would make a really, I would love to see that in a zombie film where, you know, uh, the outbreak, you know, first few days, the zombies are zipping around at full speed, and then they're limping. And then, you know, they're 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 dragging a leg because they've they've all the, the tendons have come loose. Sure, the muscles might be flopping around, but what if the tendons have just snapped off from where they're connected in the leg? Now it's crawling, now it's limping, you know. Uh, yeah. that would be a spectac- that would be a really cool thing to have in a zombie film. Yes,
0: because I could see both. I could see both. I I could have those worlds can exist together and coexist and be happy. I think because I think one is a natural progression of the other. So, yeah. now that all being said, you know, uh, yes, it, the zombies are very popular. Walking Dead, the comic, you know, the movies, everything. It's very, it's very, it's very pop. Yes, the Walking Dead. Scott's showing up there, and yes, I was reading. Two, I was reading The Walking Dead in two thousand three when it first came out because I'm a hipster. Cool. Oh but, yeah. Uh,
2: Jared Jared had this. I had, it took me a couple of years before I broke down and picked up the first one, first you know collected, uh, you know graphic novel, and thought, okay, I'm on board now. Um, but it, yeah, it, it uh, I, 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 I was not willing to buy into it at first yeah. because I just presumed presumed it would suck.
0: Yeah. Now. We've talked a lot about uh, you know the films and games and there's a lot of games and there's a lot of there's a lot of cool. Oh, by the way, there's a lot of cool uh, apps out there. One of my favorite iPhone apps that I have for zombies. I just want to put this out there before I uh, I have a subject uh, gear change here in a second is uh, Zombie Gunship. It's available on Android and iPhone. Hmm. Fantastic game. It's a simple little time waster. You are in a C-130. Circling a couple of different battlefield the fields where zombies are coming into the or trying to storm the bunker and while humans are trying to get in there and you gotta fire your forty millimeter one oh five and twenty five mil guns to try to kill the zombies to keep them from overrunning the bunker while not killing the humans and let them get in there it's in black and white the sound effects they did such a good job of simulating you know those black and white films you see from you know like you know, the Middle East of the C-130s flying over battlefields. They do yeah. such a fantastic job of simulating that, and you get to kill zombies. That's like my favorite iPhone time waster uh, zombie app right there.
1: Okay, You know, you, you talk about um, time wasters. I've got here, uh, and, and this, this also shows just how zombies have, have infiltrated everywhere. This is Ninja Town an adorable tower defense game where you're building houses for ninjas so that they can fight off demons uh, and yet one of the enemy types you face is the ninja zombie which is just a slow moving ninja but if he can, but if he kills one of your guys he comes back as a ninja so it potentially generates more at en- more enemies from your own population nice yeah it's it's everywhere
0: plants versus zombie i mean it is everywhere in our culture now. And,
2: uh, and the two polar opposite games I would point out are sort of uh, Left 4 Dead, which is man. just one tactical situation after another. You're just fighting your way out of one fight after another uh, in 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 Left 4 Dead. A game that works really, really, really well as a multiplayer game. I, I, oh, I'm yeah. really, really happy about that way that game works. And on the opposite end of that scale, I would throw out um, uh, what's it called, uh, what's the uh, survival, state of, state of decay. decay, yeah, state of decay, which is almost the exact opposite, which is instead of being nothing but tactical situations, it's nothing but strategic situations where you have to build a compound, fortify it, get the right people in it, get the right skill sets, you know, get the right food, supplies, medicines, uh, it's like the op- it's, it's, it's like the, a mirror image of, of, uh, of Left 4 Dead, both very yeah. good games.
0: Oh, yeah, me and, me and Scott used to play Left 4 Dead all the time. When the, the first ver-
1: one came out, two came out, we used to play that all, all the
0: time. Great great game.
1: I, I've really enjoyed Left 4 Dead. I love being able to play the zombies and the multiplayer.
2: Oh, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll,
1: though if I, if I can air, and it's a, it's a game series that I've loved, if I can air my one grievance, I really feel like Left 4 Dead was just the beta version of Left 4 Dead 2, and yes. they tricked us into buying that game twice. Yes,
2: yeah. Yes, I, I agree completely. I think Hitler was right. <laughs> uh, there is a, there is a Hitler rant where someone animated you know that one scene from the movie downfall where Hitler is just like you know oh, yeah. screaming at his generals well they did that for left for dead where he's like ah good my friends will be online tomorrow and we will play the new you know DLC for left for dead and they have to and the generals have to tell him, well my my fhrer valve has announced that there will be no more support for left for dead it will only be for left for dead too and he has this rant where that's the exact quote. What was I doing for the last eight months playing the goddamn beta? You know, how can they do this to me? And I'm like, yeah. I, I, think, well, I, chair, I think I think, I think, I think so. has a point. <laughs> I think
0: somebody also did that with uh, Miley uh, Cyrus, too, with the, hit, the Hitler rant. But anyway, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you almost, Scott almost had a spit take, everybody. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, it, it's um, so funny that so, so often Hitler seems to have a point. Wow. It's like... He, he does, yeah. Apparently, wouldn't, apparently... Wouldn't only say that, but hmm, the translation seems to come out of... Yeah, I think he's got a point about this.
1: Well, just remember, even even a busted clock is right twice a day. <laughs> that is true.
2: Yeah. Valve yeah. shouldn't treat its customers like this. Damn you, Valve.
0: Now, what I want to talk about, because uh, we don't really got a whole lot of time left, and we should have talked about this more, but that's okay, is... Like I said, it's permeated the culture. It's everywhere. What? What's? Why is everybody so fascinated with the zombies and the zombie apocalypse? Is it, you know, survival? Is it, you know, do, you know, is it just because it's the cool thing to do? Is it because people are obsessed with survival? What has made it so popular? Why is everybody into it? You know, why are the, why are there uh, government uh, uh, practice? You know, uh, scenarios. For zombie survival now, and why is yeah, they, every they've prepper?
2: Literally, they've literally run war games. War uh, games, you know. On every how does, prepper, uh,
0: for, yeah. So uh, preppers, you know, survival preppers are now like, oh, look, it's a zombie apocalypse. So yay, see, we're 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 we're, we're not crazy. We're trying to survive the zombie apocalypse, which isn't going to really happen. So we're we're not crazy. So what? Why do you think it's become so popular? Why? What is? It, how, why is it such a part of our culture now?
1: I, I honestly don't know why it's become popular, but I think it's like I think it's like the same thing where like every fifteen years vampires get really popular, and and I just think that for for whatever reason zombies reached enough of a level of cultural saturation where they're now part of the popular monster cycle you know for you know every like every 10 years a whole bunch of haunting movies come out at the, like within like the same 2 year period and we're kind of going through one of those and i suspect it's going to be the same way with found footage movies before too long just like yeah. every few years found footage movies are going to come back and there's going to be absolutely no reason for it it's just that you know for for whatever reason you know what one studio is putting something together and all the stu- other studios think that they must be they must know what's going to be next So they all start making those things.
2: Clearly, us over here in Studio A have no idea what the next big thing is. But the fact that Studio B is spending a dollar on something, must mean they have the inside track or they wouldn't be spending the money. So we have to get into that parade fast. Well, it
1: creates like a really quick-acting, self-fulfilling prophecy that really quickly leads to a market oversaturation. Then the whole thing collapses. And then that's when they heroically announce, well, this genre is dead and is never coming back. Even though it was never dead, they just made five shitty movies in a row in that yeah. genre. like like, oh, yeah. to admit they made shit.
2: Movies. like well, pirate like pirate movies westerns they all you know they all die and they're never coming back as a genre
0: well but like to, to point to Williams said about the cycle the thing is yes vampires have had that cycle haunting movies have had the cycle zombies have never had that i don't think i've ever really had that cycle you know at least in american popular culture you know
2: i don't know um you know they they, they there was a there was an upsurge in the 80s uh a fairly good yeah, sized yeah. one but but Nothing not like, like it is this. now. It never broke through. It is clearly broken through now. Um, it's clearly broken through, and that you know they're using zombies in freaking car commercials now. Okay. Yeah. There's zombie apocalypses to sell cars. Um, so I think you know it, it's, it's utterly and completely broken through. Uh, oh yeah, it's you know. it's na-
0: So then that leads to my next question then, um, because besides again so like i said you know it's like is people's obsessed with survival is you know cuz you know i've been a fan of survival all you know again the apocalypse you know since the 80s with you know nuclear survival it's um, cuz what what i think my fascination with it became was when the cold war ended when the wall fell, when the Russians went away, when we didn't have an enemy, we didn't have a survival situation anymore. We, we weren't going to have World War III. I wasn't going to be the I wasn't going to be John Thomas Rourke, the survivalist. I wasn't going to be you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going.
2: But but Jared, I would point out that you know a lot of the survival stuff, the survivalist uh, literature, uh, literature stories genre, a lot of that in the you know 70s and 80s was wrapped up in the idea. That it's not the Russians that are going to kind of come over here and take your shit, it's your neighbors. That your fellow Americans are going to be the problem after, the, after yeah. the apocalypse, after the breakdown. And um, certainly the zombie genre holds on to that idea. Yes. This sort of fetishizing that it's you against all your neighbors and they're all bad people. Except the cool thing about the zombie, the guilt-free thing about the zombie apocalypse is that now you're all of your neighbors you hated anyways and kinda wanted to shoot in the head anyhow um, suddenly they're all flesh-eating mindless monstrous ghouls they're not just people trying to steal your food so they can put a spoonful of dog food in their kids mouth you know they're not people with any kind of uh, you know human motivations now you can totally dehumanize your neighbors and shoot them in the head and feel good about it and frankly there was a lot of that shit going on in some of the creepier, you know, aspects of, uh, you know, survivalist literature, you know, and survivalist material.
1: Dad, you shot the zombie Flanders. He was a zombie? zombie? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Marty, not you, too. No, I'm not a zombie, but hey, win in Rome.
0: (laughs) Thank you for that, William.
1: So I think that,
0: and and Scott's right, you know, uh, like I said, when the Cold War went away and survival... Zombies kind of took that place for me because it's like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't have my nuclear apocalypse anymore, but the zombie thing would work. It's still an apocalypse. I still get to be the warrior, of the wasteland, you know, uh, you know. So it kind of just, I replace, I replaced one disaster with another.
2: Personally. Also, the thing about being a zombie prepper is, and I've seen plenty of people do this. Oh my god! Um, the idea that um, uh, they're not taking it seriously. There's a level of of humor involved with people who are. Uh, you know, doing this where the humor lets them off the hook for what they're doing, like, yeah. um, you know, they're, what they're, no, they're, person? They're,
0: they're not they're not the crazy person anymore. Oh
2: know? yeah, exactly. Ha ha ha. This is just a lark. I'm just having a good time. I'm not really planning for the end because because I'm planning for an end that can't possibly happen. Um, oh. So, you know, there's sort of a, a way to laugh off and have a sense of humor about it as opposed to those grim people who have been filling their basement with MREs and just cannot wait for the day that I'll be right and everyone else will be wrong and then I'll laugh from inside my well-apportioned bunker. Ha ah, You know, there's those douchebags who take it so fucking seriously. The people who are doing the zombie preparation, you know, have managed to, to work some, I don't know, humanizing humor into it, I suppose. Uh, but at the same time, if you're prepared for a zombie apocalypse, you're going to be prepared for just about any disaster you, came to, you care to name.
0: And I, th- and I think a lot of organizations, like government organizations, have they have been actually been using that to try to get people just to prepare anyway for natural disasters? Because they're like, well, people like zombies, people like this thing, maybe if we throw that into it, it'll get them to do something like stock that's, up water and food. They're using...
2: That's definitely yeah. behind the FEMA stuff, where they, they, because it's, it's funny, it's amusing, it sucks people in, and oh my God, now suddenly they actually have water for three days in their house. You
0: and know, they, they prefer They're prepared when something happens, so there is some positive aspect. So it's not about all the crazy guy down the street, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, speaking of that, doing crazy things to justify. all the throw in there. I didn't bring it downstairs. I forgot to. I forgot to bring my zombie stick down. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, my zombie stick is. Uh, if anybody's familiar with uh, what's called a fish, F-I-S-H, a fish bat, it is a, about an 18-inch bat, either made out of wood or aluminum, that people use in deep-sea fishing when they pull fish on board and they like, knock the fish in the head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I took a fish bat, not a wood one. I took an aluminum one. I drew, and this is something because I was looking for something to do. I was looking for a I was looking for something to do a, a, a hobby craft, you know? This, was this for, is
2: Jared Wallace's version of crafting. This, this is my thing. crafting. <laughs> Rather than like, you know, uh, knitting something or crocheting, Jared yeah. did this.
0: Jared did this. This is this is my this was my uh, my project. I took the fish bat. I drilled a hole in the bottom because they're hollow. I filled it with BBs and then resealed the end. Oh. So, the thing weighs—I don't know—the thing's got to weigh 15 pounds or more. It is heavy. It is like swinging a wood, you know, Roman uh, practice sword. It is heavy, and let me tell you, you got to use the the, la- the little lanyard on it to keep it from flying out of your hand. This thing, I guarantee you, will break. Will it will it will it will cave your head open, without any issue. I think if it hit you in the arm, it'll break your arm. It, this this actually sits next to my bed, so if anybody breaks into the house watch out. You know, I'm, not, I'm not even getting the guns. I'm just going to hit you with this because you're not going to get up after, after, after I, this.
2: And I, too, have my own personal zombie weapon that was given to me as a gift by a friend of mine who was a metal worker who uh, built, essentially uh, 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 took a, a railroad spike and hammered it out until it was extra long and pointy and essentially made like a World War One trench spike. Hmm. That's my phone ringing. Made a World War One trench spike, and it just looks like it would go through somebody's fontanelle, uh, like stabbing into you know a pumpkin. Um, It's really amusing.
0: Oh no. Um, now what I wanted to do with these two things was one of these years I wanted to get out to the Zompire and I wanted me and Scott to go on stage and I wanna get a and I wanna get I wanna get a hog's head and I wanna demonstrate the leth- the lethality of these items on a hogs head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if we can get one of the eyes to shoot out of its socket into the oh. audience, if there's a Gallagher splash zone, we win. All right. Yeah. So I'm uh, gonna point out that the, the Clinton Street Theater would would probably hate that, but not as much as the cast of Rocky Horror. Because when they showed the zombie films, we cleaned everything up there and left, showing at midnight after the Zompire Film Festival, they were showing the Rocky Horror picture show. And they had a full cast that was going to come in up on the stage. And the idea of Riff Raff or Columbia stepping in some wet spot left by your fucking hogshead, <laughs> slipping and breaking the leg, that's that is revenge. That is revenge for being in the theater in 1984 trying to watch Peter and Roger kill zombies and next door through the wall of the theater I got to put up with these fucking guys in fishnets singing <laughs> I'm a sweet transvestite transsexual Transylvania and just you know you know transvestizing all over my goddamn zombie apocalypse that's the revenge I want I want them to slip and fall in the hog, the hog brains we leave on the
1: stage so so you mentioned you mentioned having like Gallagher smashing zombie heads. Uh, and it, this is an actual thing. Copyright me. But there, there was there was actually back back in college, a friend of mine and I, we had actually worked out an outline for a movie where the zombie apocalypse happens in Vegas, and it's all about a group of prop comics. And they're the survivors the movie follows. So there's like a Gallagher type guy with a giant hammer. There's this carrot oh, top type oh, guy. Oh, uh, but they, oh. they were all there was one who was like a like a comedic stage magician. But they were all just really hacky prop based comedians. And they were the ones who you were seeing survive. And they were trying <laughs> to use their stagecraft to deal with <laughs> zombies and crazy survivors. That's that's fantastic, by the
2: way. Uh, so. that's yes, that's awesome. Thank you. That is so, awesome.
0: All right, so last question, and we're going to call it, guys, because uh, we're going running along as usual, is the zombie genre, okay, is it oversaturated and has it jumped the shark at this point? William?
1: Um, I'm not going to say it's, it's jumped the shark because th- – Jumping the shark requires a bit more a narrow focus. I don't think an entire genre can jump the shark. I think only individual works within a genre can jump the shark. However, I do I do think it is oversaturated. There's more zombie stuff out there than I care to follow. Uh, there's there's so much of it out there that it's getting harder and harder to distinguish between the really good stuff and the absolute crap before you get into it. Uh, and you know, like we mentioned earlier where every monster now is so often just getting reduced to into a fast zombie, it's 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 sort of becomes sort of a, a lazy shorthand. Well, we don't know what else they're gonna fight in this movie or in this game. Well, what the hell? We'll just make it a zombie.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll agree with uh, William that you can't, the genre cannot, a, zo- a genre cannot jump the shark. Why not? Uh, it, can, it can only, it can only, because jumping the shark is about an individual uh, is about an individual story. Stories jump the shark. Um, they are set in genres, sure, uh, but a story jumps the shark where they've fucked up the story in some way. They've made changes to the setup of the story that uh, have altered the uh, structure of that storyline uh, to the point where it's never going to be as good as it was, um, you know. Again, uh, I I just don't. You know, we can all think the individual series like the X Files or Star Trek or, um, uh, you know, again, <laughs> Happy days. days, the original one, <laughs> um, where it has jumped the shark. And you can make arguments of whether they say The Walking Dead has jumped the shark, uh, or you know Buffy or whatever long time series shows because they, you know. Supernatural is another good one that I would argue has jumped the shark. In fact, they had an episode called Jump the Shark, which odd enough was not well, the point where they jumped the shark. But the point is, is that uh, a genre can't, but a genre can certainly oversaturate. Uh, and certainly Pride and Prejudice with Zombies uh, shows me that it's... There was a time when there was so little material out there, Jared. We picked it all up.
0: Oh, yeah. In the we,
2: 80s, we picked, we picked we up every one. We we watched every shitty Fulci zombie film because we didn't know when the next one was going to happen, um, you know. But now there's more. Again, there's more stuff than I can digest. Um, or, care I get, to, or, or
0: care to digest. Like William said, so there's so much out there you can't tell: is this going to be awful or is this going to be decent? You don't you don't know anymore.
2: Yeah, and so I, I have to say that um, uh, the, it is definitely oversaturated. Uh, to the point where even. Fucking uh you know, gourmands like you and me who love this stuff and thought we could never get enough of it are getting enough of it.
0: Oh yeah, I've I've had enough. I'm almost I'm almost ashamed at this point to have my zombie tattoo at this point, you know.
2: <laughs> When'd you get that last week? Yeah, you're a Jenny Kamliny. I've been actually, into zombie I've been into zombie since two thousand and nine, back when it was still fresh. Fuck you,
0: actually, kid. Uh, actually I got I got this uh after Zombies, the board game came out, because actually the art is from some of the actual card art from that game. So
2: There's another one. Jesus. I forget, we even totally forgot about Zombies. Zombies. Uh, but, anyway, anyway. but anyways, I, I think that it can... I, I don't think you can jump the shark, but you can certainly oversaturate. And exactly.
0: we're there. We're there. exactly. So. I mean,
2: I didn't see World War Z. All right? I've heard nothing good from anybody I respect about World War Z. Uh, it is not worth my sitting in that theater on my butt.
0: It's, it's, it's worth it when it comes out in video to, to see the first 20 minutes of it. Because as we all know at this point, my favorite part of the, every apocalypse is the breakdown. I want to see it all come down. Okay, yeah. And they didn't show enough of that. They showed a lot of going down stuff in like little snippets at the end. I'm like, why the fuck didn't we see that? But spoiler alert, my favorite spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. My favorite thing in that movie is in the very, 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 very beginning when there's a garbage truck just plowing down the streets of whatever city that was, Boston New or New York. Th- was it was it like Boston or something like that? It, it might have New been
2: Phil- It might have been Philadelphia.
0: I don't remember. This dump trucks just plowing through shit, knocking cars and bodies and zombies out of the way, just trying to get through shit. That was awesome. You know, that was my <laughs> favorite part of the movie. And um, there was and there and there was other good parts about the breakdown, because you saw some stuff how people acted and changed, and there was some good again, the beginning until he got airlifted out of there and you know got to the whole organized you know UN and all that crap, you know. But before that up to then I think the lead up to it uh, had a lot of potential
2: yeah but I haven't seen
0: it I can't say yeah Yeah, so that that's my that's my take on it so anyway alright so we talked a lot about zombies, because there's so much to talk about, and we could talk 10 more shows about zombies, but I think we covered a lot of ground on, you know, the games, the books, what's out there, how you know, it's become pretty uh, pretty fascinating, so it's it's good, again, good subject matter, I was avoiding it for a while, because again, because it's so popular. And we didn't
2: but, even talk about all the zombie comedies, like uh, like Zombieland, which turned out not to suck, strangely, and yeah, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Shaun, of know, Shaun of the Dead, you know, we didn't get into that uh, as well, but We'll just have to leave it for another time.
0: We'll leave that for another time. But uh, So uh, we're going to wrap it up here. William, any final words, final thoughts?
1: Uh, final thoughts. Uh, check out uh, check out my recycled weapons articles on uh, d-infinity.net. It's all uh, post-apocalyptic weapons uh, made from recycled parts, uh, from the practical to the messy and crazy. Uh, and then, uh, other, other than that, uh, you know, play a zombie game, do a zombie role-playing game, which I'm really big on. But but have have fun with it. Make make your zombies different. Uh, one of my my favorite. Uh, zombie, this was an all flesh must be eaten scenario I ran, for the for the purposes of that game, because you could make your own zombies, zombies were human corpses possessed by the spirits of savage animals. Of like man-eating animals that still had a taste for human flesh. So they were in human bodies, but they would still behave like animals. So like if it was a panther zombie, it would try to climb trees like a panther and drop down on you. If it was like a wolf zombie, <laughs> it would like run at you as fast as it could. Sometimes In, in
2: all packs. Flesh. And it would be
1: in packs. Yeah, in packs, yeah. and that was and that was really fun because they they would actually they got into a position where they really had to observe the zombies to figure out what tactics they might have to use and try to figure out what was possessing them. Although what was great was the twist when they found zombies acting mostly human, and then it slowly dawned on them, oh holy shit, those are corpses possessed by human cannibal ghosts.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was great. Awesome, thank you,
0: Will. You're welcome, Scott.
2: Um, you know, I, I guess I don't really have much else to add to this uh, at this stage in the game, um, uh, except again to say that you know I, I really the popularity, um, the the popularity of the zombie apocalypse is right there is, is that it, it's that people still love the whole survival thing. They love the the, the, the individual fighting against all the odds, uh, and uh, instead of having to you know the the Wild West of the American myth, but instead of you know Indians. Uh, you know, whose land we stole and who we herded into, you know, uh, stinking, uh, you know, reservations and things. Instead of having those as the opposition, our opposition is now zombies who, again, are guilt-free oppos- opposition. You never have to feel, you're not really supposed to ever have to feel sorry for killing a zombie. Uh, although sometimes people even still do, the, the, perhaps the most guilt-free would possibly be Nazi zombies. Where, you know, and under no circumstances do you have to feel bad about killing a Nazi zombie?
0: Oh, no. Why, why would you ever? There's a, And there's a, there's a lot of those, too. A lot of... Yeah.
2: Uh, R- uh, Red, uh, Dead Snow was the Norwegian film that came out recently. And Shockwaves was the very first one uh, that I can think of as far as Nazi zombies. Oh, yeah.
0: Shock Shockwaves with uh, uh, Peter, Peter Cushing was in that? Yep, yep. yep. I remember, I remember seeing that film in the 80s, you know, uh, you know, again, submerged zombies walking out of the water, you know.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, and I gotta tell you, that that film, uh, I'll give them credit, it's a really low-budget movie, it's got pacing problems, but the sequences where the zombies walk out of the surf, you know, uh, that got me. Uh, As a kid, I remember being really creeped out, and it still looks pretty good. In fact, there's a little teaser at the beginning of the movie, which describes, you know in the final days of World War Two, you know, uh, certain SS experiments took place. And that little blurb at the beginning, which, you know, uh, uh, about, you know, these SS soldiers brought to the front and released, you know, and would attack their own troops and sometimes attack the Russians and, you know, that little blurb at the beginning of the film, and you can find that, I think, on YouTube somewhere, is was, was so chilling and really made such an impression on me. It was where my inspiration came from for all the Nazi undead that I used in Delta Green uh, back in 97 for the uh, Nazi experiments with the undead. That's what it, that Just that sequence at the beginning of uh, Shockwave has really inspired all that.
0: Nice. All right, my final word, uh, again, I don't got much to add today. Like I said, I could go on about how much I love the, f- the genre, this and that, but uh, I'll just leave us on the words of uh, one of the newer... Uh, zombie uh, games out there called Outbreak Undead, you know, which uh, they've really uh, keyed their game around being more of a uh, survival simulator type game, but using the zombie uh, the zombie genre. Like uh, I think their tagline is, you, "I'll leave off with your zombie survival plan will fail." <laughs> so <laughs> I'll leave that's everybody. Br- off.
2: That's a brilliant piece of marketing.
0: Brilliant piece of marketing. Your zombie. I got postcards to that in, in the closet there. So, all right. So. Uh, We're all zombied out for the moment, folks. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for staying with us, because, again, we love to talk. Uh, This is Jared the Apocalypse, where Apocalypse Nerd Wallace, William T. Thrasher, and Adam Scott Glancy signing off.
1: Thank you, and we'll see you in the Wastelands. Good night.